good morning and welcome to another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I and I am your host. So today we're actually having story time. We've never done one of those before, but story time today is actually going to be brought to you by the book of Genesis and we are going to be looking at verse 18 and 19. So simply put, this is not the regular story time from a vlog where I tell you of a time when in my own life, but we are going to be talking of a time when the Lord God Almighty did something on behalf of his people. And we are going to be reading that story from Genesis 18. And we're also going to take a look at Genesis 19. Last week, we spoke about the upcoming disaster. And once again, I don't know what that's going to look like, when it's going to happen. But we have seen so many things happening all around us. And this is God simply saying, it is time for his people to draw near to him, for us to repent of unrighteousness and come into right standing before the Lord God Almighty, that we may be saved in a time of disaster. So before we get into anything as always, we're going to always start off by saying a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, this is the day that you have made, Father God, and we are rejoicing that we have an opportunity to read your word, to hear what it is that you want to tell us today, that we will understand, Father God, just how just you are. You are a God that does not fail your people. You are a God that will not allow the righteous to be swept away with the wicked. So we ask you, Father God, even as your word is being read today, that you would penetrate the hearts and the minds of your people to understand that this time that we are currently in is an opportunity for each and every single one of us, not just to be safe from the upcoming disaster, but Father God, to receive the free gift of salvation. We thank you once more for all you have done. And it's in Jesus name that we pray pray. Amen. So once again, guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. And today, our topic is actually the God of second chances. And we are going to be reading the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 18 and 19 in order to show what it looks like when God gives a second chance. Now, verse 18, I'm not going to read all of verse 18. I'm just going to read a small portion of verse 18, just so we have an idea of the story that comes in verse 19. Now, chapter 18 starts off, verse 1, saying, And the Lord appeared to him, him being Abraham, by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. So now we're seeing here, Abraham is sitting at the door of his tent, the Lord appears with him along with angels. And as you read further, you will see that Abraham offers them food. He offers them water to wash their feet. He has a conversation with them in which the Lord makes Abraham aware that he is actually here to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sins that have come up in that place, because of the outcry for the wickedness 
in Sodom and Gomorrah. Also, we see Abraham receives a word for Sarah and there is a prophetic word that next year at the same time, Sarah will give birth to a son. So I need you to go ahead and just read through chapter 18 so you have an opportunity to read the word and understand it for yourself. Verse 21 says, I will go down to see whether they have done all together according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. That is the Lord speaking to Abraham. Now, verse 22, we're just going to read a little bit here. It says, so the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood still before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fear as the wicked, far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Now, if we continue to read all the way to the end at verse 33, we keep seeing a discussion, an exchange happening between Abraham and the Lord. Now, Abraham starts off by saying, God, if you find 50 people there, will you really destroy the 50 righteous people with the wicked ones? Will you not spare these 50 righteous people? And God says, Abraham, I will spare the 50. But because Abraham has such trust and faith in who God is and how just God is, he keeps pushing. He goes from 50 people to 45 people to 40 to 30 to 20 to 10. He keeps pushing it and he keeps asking God, but what if you find 10 Will you still destroy that place, leaving the 10 righteous to be destroyed with the wicked? And in verse 32, it says, then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak again. But this once suppose 10 are found there. And he answered, he being the Lord for the sake of the 10, I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. So now that's just a little backdrop of what we are about to read in verse or in chapter 19. God is just as Abraham has already spoken it to the Lord. He is a God who is just and he will not allow the righteous to be swept away in the disaster with the wicked. Now, if you read Exodus 34, verse 6 to 7, it tells us of the character of God. He is slow to anger. He is filled with abounding love. And it tells us so much more about who God is. And because Abraham is aware of who God is, this is the reason he can boldly approach the Lord and ask him these questions. 
Now, whatever your question might be, I may not have the answer. You may not have someone else, a family or a friend who has the answer, but let me guarantee you once more, the Lord God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth, who created you and every other person that is here on this planet has the answer to all things. We've already spoken about the importance of prayer, that we need to learn how to pray so that we can go before God. There is a reason we did that episode. It is important that you spend time in the word of God and speaking, communicating, having a relationship with God so that the questions that you have, he may answer. Now, he may not answer you in the way he did for Abraham. You may sit face to face with God and you hear him audibly, or maybe you won't have that exact experience. You may not see him with your physical eyes. You may not hear him clearly with your ears, but it does not mean that he does not have a word to answer the questions that you have. Now, simply put, that might look like a word that is already written in scripture. That might look like a word that comes from your pastor or from a friend or maybe even from a stranger because God answers priors. So I want to encourage you to continue growing in your relationship with God and seeking him while he may be found. So now we're going to go ahead and we are going to read chapter 19. Chapter 19 says, The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he arose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house, and they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Lot went to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any who have not known any men. Let me bring them out to you and you do to them as you please. Now, I'm going to pause here just for a second. When these men are asking Lot to bring the men that are visiting with you outside that we may know them, they are not talking about knowing someone as in getting to know who you are as a person. So what's your name? Where do you live? Where are you originally from? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Oh no, these men, when they ask to know these men, are asking Lot to bring these men outside of the house so they may have a sexual encounter with them. As you see, Lot turns to them and he says, I have two daughters that do not yet know 
any men. That simply means his daughters are virgins for they are yet to have any sexual encounter or experience with a man. Now here is Lot giving his virgin daughters to these men, but the audacity of these people have allowed them to say to Lot, keep your virgin daughters. We don't want them. We want to have sex with the men that are inside your house, not your daughters. Now, people, listen, I know we're in 2022 and there is a lot of different things going on around us. There is a lot of questions and confusion, even with our children and sexuality. But it is so shocking when you read in the scripture. For those of you who did not know, nothing under the sun is new. This has been happening for a long time. And just in case you had questions as to whether or not this is an issue that affects God. Is this an issue that God is thinking about? Look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah that we are reading. Now, I am going to show you just how the angels of the Lord respond to what these men are asking. And by their response, you can have an understanding of how the Lord feels about these men attempting to have sex with the angels that are visiting with Lot. Now we just read verse eight where Lot offered up his daughters to them, right? Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to read verse nine. But they said, stand back. And they said, this fellow came to sojourn and he has become the judge. Now we will deal with you worse than we will with them. Quick break. When they said Lot is a sojourner, Lot is not from Sodom and Gomorrah. He is living among the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, but he does not originally come from Sodom and Gomorrah. They were born and raised there. And so they feel they have the right to choose what they do and when they do it. How dare this man, Lot, come from the outside, come into their city and tell them how they can live. So that's what's going on there. That's a little feel of what's going on there. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to the door to break it down. But the men, now we're talking about the angels of God here. They reached out their hands, brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping at the door. Now, I've as a child, this is a story I've heard so many times, and people tend to focus on the fact that there was a lot of homosexuality and promiscuity, sexual immorality and impurity in Sodom and Gomorrah. But as you read through the scripture, you realize that that was not the only sin that was taking place in Sodom and Gomorrah, but they spoke so much about the sexual immorality that that is the reason people tie Sodom and Gomorrah with the sexual immorality of the people who live there. And this story is one of the examples of how they spoke of how these men came to have sex with the angels of the Lord merely because they were men. If you notice, it wasn't the women who came to have sex with the men. It was the men of Sodom and Gomorrah who came to have sex with the angels of the Lord. 
Now, as we go further, verse 12, it says, Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone who you have in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his son-in-laws to be jesting. As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, and the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. And as they brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. And Lot said to them, O oh no, my lords, behold, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And save my life. And he said to them, I'm sorry. And he said to him, he being the angel, behold, I grant you this favor also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. Now, there is a lot that was just packed into all of what we just read. First of all, I urge you, do not be like the sons-in-law of Lot. They had an opportunity to escape the disaster, but they laughed. They thought it was a joke. And so what they did was they heard the word, they ignored it, and they kept on living their life as though nothing was ever said to them. This is true for so many people today. You have heard the warning of the Lord. You have heard the call of the Lord, but you refuse to listen thinking, oh, that is just another person speaking something from the word of God or reading a scripture, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. And so you disregard the word. Do not be like Lot's sons-in-laws who heard the word, ignored the word, and were swept away in the disaster. But I also want to show you something very significant here. The angels said to Lot, Escape quickly, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. He will not allow the righteous people to be destroyed with the wicked. The Lord God Almighty will make a way for his people so that when disaster or destruction strikes, there will not be found among the wicked or among the wicked his righteous ones. Listen and take heed to the word that is being given to you that you may escape. Now, another quick thing I need you to realize is the angels also gave strict instructions. He told Lot, his wife and his two daughters, I don't just want you to escape, but I need you to escape and not look back 
Obedience is everything. If you read further in the scripture, you recognize Lot's wife in disobedience looked back. And when she did, she turned into a pillar of salt. Now listen, if you are given an opportunity to escape and you are given instructions, instructions are given for a reason. These are strategies that the Lord is giving you to bring you safely into a new season, into a new place, into a new time. But if you disobey, there is no way out for you. Listen and obey. That is the word of the Lord for you today. Listen and obey. That was the word last week. That is the word again. Do not just hear what is being spoken to you, but obey. Once again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. That is truly your word for today. That was our Bible story. And we're going to come back again with another Bible story that will be hopefully tomorrow I will release another word. And that will be the story of Jonah. And we're going to look once again at the God of second chances. So Lord God, we just want to thank you once more for your word that shows us that you are just, that you are patient, Father God, that you extend mercies unto your people. So we ask you this day, as your people read through the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, that you would enlighten them, Father God, allow them to understand this story in a way they never have before, that they too may receive the opportunity to escape whatever disaster would come their way because they would listen and be obedient to your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we give you thanks. Amen. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I and I will see you next time. Bye.